This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to an emergency podcast edition of Inside the Tunnel brought to you by VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. My name is Andrew Alex. I am joined by the full crew today, midday. November the 30th, 2021, because Virginia Tech has answered the question that you have all been scattering the boards, refreshing Twitter, looking for the answer to, looking for tea leaves that might lead to the answer to. They have a new head football coach, and his name is Brent Pry. Brent Pry, the defensive coordinator of Penn State, has been on James Franklin's staff for a number of years now, dating back to Vanderbilt. He will take the reins, Virginia Tech's fourth coach since 1979. Quick hitter here, emergency pod, rapid reactions. Evan Watkins, let's hear you first. I think this one's a little bit interesting for a lot of people. This is a name, I put it out there about eight days ago that I was hearing that Virginia Tech had some interest in Brent Pry, but... I don't really know that anybody knew what that interest was. Uh, we we speculated over it for a while. Uh, we heard it from uh, some of the agent circles that Virginia Tech had been talking to to Brent Pry and uh, had potentially interviewed him, but we didn't really know if what it was for. Was it for a D coordinator position? Was it for a head coaching position? Um, and then we started to hear that noise start to build a little bit louder over the past few days. And essentially, there were two names that I started hearing more of uh, over the past probably 72 hours, which was Brent Pry and Clemson uh, offensive coordinator Tony Elliott. So, you know, we started hearing a little bit more about Brent Pry over the last few days. And then I guess this morning it leaks out that he's the guy and then they announced the official hiring of him. But I think it makes a lot of sense. He's a guy that is built like a Bud Foster. Uh, he actually models a lot of his defense off of some of the techniques he learned under Bud Foster for a few years as a GA. He can recruit really well. He knows the state of Virginia. He fits the culture on and off the field. I think he's a guy that he's not the big-time A-plus hire that'll be on everybody's list like Justin Fuente was when Virginia Tech hired him. But I think he's a guy that will be a steady ship. He's a guy that recruits well, relates well. Uh, obviously, you're you're getting a D coordinator from Penn State, from linebacker U, that's put gobs of talent into the NFL. So that has to be attractive for defensive recruits. The big question will be, who does he pair with? You know, who does he bring in as his D coordinator? Who does he bring in as as an OC? And what's the offense going to look like? Penn State's issues over the past few years, haven't been defensively. They've been offensively. So that's going to be the big thing. Can he bring in a big-time offensive coordinator to uh, help Virginia Tech on the field? Can he bring in an offensive coordinator that will recruit talent to Blacksburg, uh, specifically big-time quarterbacks, uh, 
to, to Blacksburg and see if they can make a run for an ACC championship. I mean, I think it makes sense going after a steady defensive guy. He's got a good resume, learned under some of the best, uh, knows what it takes to recruit at Penn State, knows what it'll take to recruit at Virginia Tech. I think retaining J.C. Price was a great idea for former player uh, alumni relations. I think retaining him is great for continuity right now amongst the team and recruiting. I think J.C. Price is a dynamic recruiter. So, you know, I like that. See if, you know, if Ryan Smith sticks with him. I think, you know, we've heard a lot about that possibility. I think those are three guys that can recruit the state really well and set him up for uh, for success in the future. You know, it's going to be it's going to be really dependent on who those coordinators are. But I like the hire. Yeah, I'm sort of a fan of the hire as well. And I know it kind of came out of nowhere. And like you mentioned, Evan, his name wasn't even really circulated in Virginia Tech circles until the 11th hour. And some people, at least at first, seemed to be disappointed. But I feel like Charles Huff was one of the favorite candidates of the Virginia Tech fan base. And outside of one year of head coaching experience at Marshall, Pry and Huff are essentially the same candidate with Pry having a little more valuable experience in a hands-on role, that being calling the defensive plays at Penn State. Dynamic recruiter in the area. Huff checked that box, and that was the main draw. Well, Pry has done that too. A personality that can win the press conference and an aura that maybe fits the brand of Virginia Tech football. Check and check. A track record of success. Well, we've seen it on the field year after year at Penn State. I think it's always a good indicator when a program like Penn State is sad to see a coordinator like that go. And everything that we have heard from Penn State beat writers, from people around that program, especially from fans, is in a lackluster offensive period in Penn State football history, that post-Saquon Barkley period, it's been Brent Pry's defenses that have kept the program afloat and kept them competitive. They didn't have a great season at Penn State in terms of wins and losses this year, but the defensive numbers, as they have been almost universally under Pry, are top 10, top 15 in all of FBS football. I'm not naive enough to be one of those people that declares a hire a success or a failure on the day that it's announced. There are a myriad of factors, decisions that will be made over the course of the next few weeks that will determine how successful he can be. But I look at Brent Pry, and I see a roadmap to success at Virginia Tech. What do you think, Matek? Yeah, you know, when when I first heard this name, wasn't the biggest fan of it. But the more you look into him, the more you have to like it. I mean, when you think of Penn State, and, you know, Brent Pry has had a huge helping hand in that, you know, his relationship with James Franklin dates all the way back to East Shroudsburg University in 1993, They've kind of been attached at the hip since 2011 at Vanderbilt and Penn State, but specifically Penn State, you think of winning tradition, you think of recruiting, and you think of the defensive prowess. And if he can bring those three elements to Virginia Tech, it's a great hire. He's not an A-plus name. And of course, no one knows what the offensive philosophy could possibly look like at this point in time. But in terms of being someone that, you know, is going to come in and try to make Virginia Tech the next type of Penn State, you know, I kind of like that approach. And I think, you know, Virginia Tech has always been a defensive-minded program. It didn't work out with Justin Fuente. The high-flying offense came down the past few seasons. Brent Pry is someone that's going to recruit the state, which is 
such a priority. He's keeping JC Price. I think there's gonna be so many things that are that are implemented into the program that take Virginia Tech to the next level. Starts with recruiting, starts with winning the state. And, you know, getting that blue collar defensive mentality back, build a good enough offense. And you're looking at a program that's, you know, can compete every single year in the ACC Coastal. That's all you can really ask for. And I think, uh, you know, the more you look into Brent Pry, the more you like. Yeah, it's an interesting hire knowing what we know about Whip Babcock's preference for for head coaching experience. You figure if he's going to go down this road with a guy who's never been a head coach that he had to, he, he had to prove it pretty well in the interview during the interview process that, you know, Babcock was going to go away from, he, he, he admitted it during his press conference after Fuente that he was going to be looking for a head coach. Didn't close the door on a, you know, a guy who'd never been a head coach completely but we know from his past experience so that's what he leans towards so um really anxious come thursday morning to kind of hear some of what i'm sure i'm sure some of what he will say some of what pry will say is what he told Whit babcock so anxious to hear that i think overall like this is if billy napier to me was the the a-list hire if virginia tech could get him this cycle Everybody else is probably down a notch from from I think what Napier could have brought, but you know, Pry is probably in that group of top flight defensive offensive coordinators that are just waiting for their head coaching opportunities. He's probably right there with Tony Elliott, Mike Elko, Marcus Freeman, those kind of guys who've had sustained success, clearly exceptional football, just pure football coaches. And really the one question mark that you have with all of them is can they have success as a head coach? I think, I think if you, if you, if you're not, if nobody with head coaching experience has, you know, fits what you're looking for prize, probably from that group that you want to pick from as a, you know, you covered the success as a defensive coordinator. Um, the County's got 13 defensive players were picked in the last five and NFL drafts since he took over as the full-time defensive coordinator there. Yards per play allowed. Penn State's defense worst year was 27th in the country. Um, you know, and, and then I think the other thing is that he was James Franklin's right-hand man as he operated a major Power 5 football program. And I think that was the main thing that Babcock was probably looking for in terms of a head coach is like, we're about to invest $400 million through the reach for excellence initiative to, to really pour some money in the football program. And he wanted a guy that if I ideally he wanted someone that had experience doing it at the power five level or, you know, making those kind of decisions as a head coach didn't get that, but he got a guy who was the right hand man for, you know, a program that just handed out a $85 million extension to their head coach and spends about $50 million a year on football every year. So, you know, it's not it's not all the boxes that you wanted to check, but it's most of them. And I think he's, he's probably, you know, is it going to work? Nobody knows. No, like every, every coaching hire at this point is a, is a crapshoot and you, and you just don't know, but you know, he checks a lot of the boxes and I think he's, you know, I, I don't have any problems with Brent Pry being the head coach is how I'll put that.
And, you know, we really went away from the predisposition towards head coaching experience that has kind of guided every single hire, almost every single hire he's made across sports here at Virginia Tech and now his seventh year at the helm as the athletic director. Prize strays away from that, right? So the interview process there, whether it was between him and Tony Elliott, him and some unnamed candidate that maybe didn't leak out to the public, Pry probably had to lay out that vision of what he believed the Virginia Tech football program could look like under his leadership. And when, like you mentioned, your 1A candidate, Billy Napier, the easy knockout of the park hire that everyone wants is gone. And when you have guys like maybe Dave Clausen and maybe some other guys turning down the job, whether that be a Matt Campbell, whatever, I have a hard time believing that Brett Pry was on Witt's top three list the moment that he started his search. But it does lead me to believe that Brett Pry's vision for the program is in line with Whit Babcock's and the investment that Virginia Tech is making in this football program and can take it forward. I, I think if you look at programs in Virginia Tech's region that that Virginia Tech will go toe-to-toe with every every year on the recruiting trail, Penn State is probably the top program dipping into Northern Virginia and into, Virgi- into Virginia every year. Maybe you go a little south to, to Clemson or, or even UNC if Mac Brown keeps them going. But, you know, Virginia Tech hired one of the premier assistants on one of the premier programs in their region that they compete with every day. Um, I think the big thing with his vision had to be can he deliver the kind of recruiting success that Justin Fuente could not sustain at Virginia Tech and that Penn State certainly has sustained? In five recruiting classes under Justin Fuente, Virginia Tech only signed 24 blue-chip recruits, four stars or five stars during that same period. Penn State signed 72. Pry was a part of a staff that recruited on a different planet than what Virginia Tech has ever recruited on. So I think, you know, obviously, he's got to be the right culture fit. He's got to hire the right staff. And part of that is recruiting. But I think the big thing he had to sell with Babcock on was translating what he's learned under James Franklin and at Penn State and how recruiting should be run and handled and operated year to year at a modern power five college football program that wants to win conference championships. Can you translate that to Virginia Tech? Well, I don't think Whit Babcock would have hired him if he didn't believe him and didn't believe whatever his answer was. I think it's going to obviously be so interesting to see what the assistant pool looks like, which coaches could potentially fill in for offensive coordinator. I know Evan and I were talking a little bit about uh, that position specifically uh, and who could fill that. And he has some names he could probably share. But assuming all the budgets and everything, all the financials, I think it's really interesting when you take a coordinator to a head coaching position. You know, what does that salary look like? Is there going to be an increased budget pool? Brad Cornelson was making roughly $450,000 a year. Can you shell out a million dollars to get a top tier offensive guy to kind of run the ship there, kind of implement everything he needs to? Do you bring other guys from Penn State? A name I'm interested in seeing what happens with is Juwan Sater. He's a guy that obviously took a lot of the top in state running backs from Virginia Tech, Devin Ford, the latest, but has also produced a lot with Miles Sanders there. Also worked at West Virginia and helped with Geno Smith and all those guys. So someone that could be looking for a step up, 
He's kind of been stuck as a running backs coach, run game coordinator at Penn State. Is he a name for offensive coordinator? I don't know, but I'm I'm curious to see how this staff rounds out. If you if you look at the image right now, you have two guys locked in, both you know proven coaches have been around for a long time. Are you filling this entire staff up with recruiters? I think those dynamics are so interesting. But yeah, I mean Brent Brent Pry is pretty much the defensive James Franklin. Uh, we'll see how much of the success will have been attributed to him in building Penn State and Vanderbilt, the right-hand man. So this is essentially saying we want a James Franklin-esque type of guy at Virginia Tech, and I'm excited to see how all the pieces come together and how this staff is finalized. And I think that, you know, you have to take into account every piece of this staff when you judge the hiring of Brent Pry here, because I think it's so important to get the full context. Because on its own, you know, obviously a guy that hasn't been a, a P5 head coach, but someone that's been an associate head coach for a decade now. Yeah, really just looking at, uh, you know, how is the offensive side going to shape out? I mean, we, we know Brent Pry's history on the defensive side of the ball. You have a little bit less worry there on what he'll be able to do, uh, especially when you when you read more about his his system and how a lot of it is based off of Bud Foster. I think a lot of that's going to be similar to what we've seen in the past in Blacksburg. But on offense, it's it's kind of a major question mark right now. I know some of the early names and, and by early names, I mean, two, three, four hours after this announcement. I think Tyler Bowen is somebody that you could look at as a co-OC. Uh, up at Penn State right now, co-OC, recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach. I think he could be a guy that could possibly uh, come down and try to make a name for himself from Penn State. Another one that people have brought up to me a little bit is uh, Kirk Sharaka, who's with West Virginia as an offensive analyst, but was at uh, Western Michigan, OC in Minnesota, OC at, at Penn State over the last from 2013 to 2020. So there's obviously some some ties there. Potentially, he gets back into being an on-the-field coach. So, you know, those are some early names that that we're kind of keeping an eye on. But those names will change a lot. It's kind of a very early list. We'll see how it all shakes out. But, you know, if, if you can take his defense and pair it with a pretty potent offense, I think you could have a decent recipe for getting through the, uh, the ACC Coastal and seeing if you can make a run for it uh, in the next few years. My final question for Doug and Matei. In that opening press conference, what do you want to hear from Brent Pry? I just go back to the recruiting. What did you learn from Penn State that will translate at Virginia Tech um, or that can it be attempted to translate? You know, I don't think he's going to definitively say it's going to work, but what does he see as the ceiling? Does he see Virginia Tech competing for the same kind of players that he landed at Penn State? And then I think the second thing is, like we just talked about, his his staff is going to be so important. That offensive coordinator is vital and is basically everything. You know, Penn State's off, offense has not been great, but that's not Brent Pry's fault. We'll see what which direction he goes there. So I think those are the two big things. I'm sure he's going to come in and say all the all the red meat for the Virginia Tech fan base about how he loves Blacksburg and ready to be a part of the culture and get some positive feelings going there. That's the easy part of the press conference, I think. But I think as far as the nuts and bolts of what he's looking for in his staff, 
how far along he is in building his staff. I know, um, I think it was Stephen Godfrey from the Split Zone Duo said he's been working on it for a few days now. So he's had an idea that this was coming. Want to hear that and just see how he envisions these first 15 days going. It's a sprint now, basically, for him. Uh, you know, he's probably getting on campus today if he's not already on campus. Um, got until 9 a.m. Thursday morning when he has a little bit of press responsibility, but this is about sprinting until the early signing day period. So be interested to hear that. And then the final thing I think is the message to the current players transfer portal wide open right now, players earning left and right. Certainly a number of potential portal entries. I think that are probably waiting to, to meet him and hear from him. So there's a couple guys that he's got to, you know, I don't think he has to do it, but it would be very, it would be a nice early win to, to bring um, some of the key contributors back. I'm looking forward to, you know, also hearing from Whit Babcock, seeing the specifics of why he was chosen, seeing if we can get any additional insight. I'm sure we're going to hear, you know, this was the clear choice, maybe not much about anything else, but, uh, you know, how did that develop and whatnot? Um, the only offer he's made. Exactly. The only <laughs> offer that he's made and has been signed. But specifically for Brent Pry, I think the meat and potatoes will be, he'll probably talk about his experience working as a GA, his love for the school and all that's great. I don't expect it to be too heavy in terms of information, but if we can get some insight into what the vision is, we don't need to know specifically for Thursday morning who the offensive coordinator is going to be, what the support staff looks like position by position, but a bit of the vision. What is the offensive philosophy? What is his vision for recruiting Virginia? How is he going to implement his style to Virginia Tech? You know, maybe some of the broader things, specifically feeling good about him as a recruiter and feeling good about some of the lingering questions that we have. And it seems to be a lot of, you know, what will the offense look like? And I think he can provide a lot of context in that without going too much specifically who the personnel is going to be. All in all, I don't see it being like, super enlightening but i hope that it is i you know this is a major opportunity to really cement himself and cement the direction of virginia tech we've seen in the past six years that press opportunities haven't been the best and i think now is a kind of time for reflection and seeing where things are going to change i just wanted to talk about one last thing it's a little weird that the press conference is until thursday Weird, maybe not the right word, but like he got announced this morning. Obviously, the deal was probably done late last night or early this morning. Feels like it could have been Wednesday sometime, but I'm wondering if that's Brent Price saying, like, give me a chance to to look at this recruiting class. Give me a chance to get the coaching staff in place before you waste my time essentially waste my time with a with a press conference on Thursday morning because you know he's got to hit the ground running on the recruiting show right now getting back talking to and evaluating the current commitments and figuring out you know a game plan for what the next two weeks is going to look like it's definitely interesting and again you don't win or lose in that opening press conference but the vision and it seems that I'm seeing on Twitter right now Brett Pry has already reached out to a number of Virginia Tech football alumni so check that box on the list of things that you know that that low hanging fruit if you will the easy things that can buy you goodwill with the fan base buy you goodwill with the alumni and you know hopefully spearhead a good start of the Brent Pry era here at Virginia Tech well Emergency podcast coming to a close here. Andrew Alex, Matasis, Doug Bowman. We'll be back probably next week, I assume. 
We'll recap the press conference. I'm sure some moves will be made. Transfers in and out. A bowl game will be announced. A world of possibility. The Brent Pry era is underway. And thanks for hanging with us at VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. You are listening to Inside the Tunnel. Until next time, go Hokies. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.